0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 633 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. We are very pleased to bring you U.S. team rider Nick Wagman and then champion junior rider sisters Lexi and Kylie Coment After that, we're going to interview their mom about coaching her daughters, and then Nick agreed to stick around to give us a great trainer tip.
1: This is Reese koppler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky,
0: and this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show.
1: Hi, Phil.
0: Hey, Reese. It's uh, it's been a while.
1: I know it has been a while. It seems like a really long time, actually.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we recorded a uh, an episode early in a week, and then we have that week off, and then here we are later, and you know, so it's like, I don't know, more than two weeks almost.
1: I know, but I've talked to you a lot,
0: but it's, <laughs> lot uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, a I've been
1: fun. a lot of messaging, uh, because of the festival of champions last week and, um, ooh, it was a hot week. I am not going to lie. I don't think I've been that hot in a very long time.
0: <laughs> and, you know, like we've talked about before, they make you, they force you to wear a full on jacket. and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, the whole and It was
1: 105
0: yeah. degrees. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it was really
0: hot. cool. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> it was really hot. They finally took pity on the Grand Prix horses and moved us up on Sunday to eight o'clock, which was it was like a mercy throw. We were it was appreciated for sure.
0: So were you having fun in the heat?
1: Um, uh, it you know what if if you ever get a chance to go to the U.S. Festival of Champions, and I'm not sure, Phil, if this happens in Canada, but it is an amazing horse show because you literally have ponies to grand prix in one ring on all the high performance things in in the one ring and you have the young riders and the Brentina cup and the small tour and the grand prix and then in the other ring is the young horse classes so you have four years old to developing grand prix horses and the commentary that goes along with the young horses and it's just a beautiful venue because there's a walkway in between and you can Sit and watch each side, and literally turn your chair one direction or the other. And uh, we just really enjoyed the ponies. We had some great ponies uh, in our eyeway in the tent, which was fun. It was fun to keep a tr- keep track of them. I've got a shout out to Marsha, Ruby, and Zoe. They're listeners to the show. And they had a pony Pickles there. Uh, and so it was fun to hang out. Yes, it was so fun to hang out with Pickles and the girls all week. Uh, that was really fun. So you literally had everybody sort of, mishmash together and it was it was a really special horse show I will always remember it for sure and also that's because fantastic. of the heat yeah
0: <laughs> that's uh, that sounds fantastic we don't have anything like that in Canada just because of the great distances people would have to travel so we kind of do some um east coast central and west coast <laughs> championship stuff and uh and that's good but yeah you know it sounds like a a great show I mean I might have driven down to see you in uh, Chicago if it wasn't the closed border situation. So <laughs>
1: yeah, COVID. I know. I would have loved to have you. And and it was it was a long week for my horse. You know, bingo, I've had him just over a year. And um it was a really long week. It's it's funny because you don't think of the things that sometimes with a new horse, uh, you know, I feel in my head that I've I've done all the new things with him, but one of the things I've never done was shipped him with another horse. And that really rocked him a little bit. And it kind of rocked me too, because I I didn't even think it would be a problem. So he expended a lot of energy in the beginning of the week, screaming for his friend who didn't care what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> but Big Mike was like the social director of the tent. He like He hung out with his neighbor. He would greet everyone coming in and out. So that was really cute. But it's one of those things that Uh, you know, I didn't know to know. And also the heat really got to him. He's never had heat like that probably in his life. And we had to do the Grand Prix and the Grand Prix special back to back. And uh, I was pretty happy with my Grand Prix. And then uh, for the Grand Prix special, he just, he just faded and I had no horse. And that was, that was, you know, always disappointing. But uh, like I said, I learned a lot about him. And I learned a lot about, yeah, just showing him and and the environment. And he learned he could be away from his friend, uh, which was, you know, stressful. Uh, his friend didn't care, but you know, it, it was good that way. And, and that is still part of kind of getting to know a horse. And, uh, so it was, it was an educational week. It was really, really fun to be there and, just be a part of that was really cool. So it was a, a good time. I'm not going to lie, it cooled off a little bit here. And then we've been full tilt because we came back and the American eventing championships are going on this week in Kentucky. So cheers to all our listeners that are competing or new someone here. It is goodness today. They've been running five rings of dressage since Tuesday and we're recording on Thursday. So they will have run five rings full time of dressage Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday four days so uh, there's some enormous classes so, so I, a, I wish that's
0: a, a, na- a national championships as well
1: as well mm-hmm. yep oh. two national championships back to back so it's been pretty wild but it's it's all good so it's fun to it's fun to kind of get back in routine with you guys and to be back here
0: How are things with the weather with that the remnants of the hurricane coming through I've seen some uh, some pictures from across the country. Uh, you know, what, what's going, what's going on with that in Kentucky?
1: So we got a lot of rain on Tuesday and, and mostly Tuesday. Well, actually we had really bad storms Monday too. So Monday, Tuesday was when we really got the remnants. So it's absolutely beautiful today. It's 70 degrees and sunny and gorgeous Tuesday. It was a little rough. I'm not going to lie. And and to all the volunteers that were out there, thank you guys for all that you do, because it's, it's definitely tricky.
0: Okay. And then the other thing I was going to ask you is uh, what's going on with regional? When is regionals? Do you have horses going?
1: What's, yeah, what's happening so, with that? Yeah, that's a great question. We have regionals in October. Uh, I honestly haven't even gotten there yet. Uh, we have our our Kentucky championships are next weekend. So we all go there and uh, we have a, a team and our team name is, it's really called stressage. <laughs> 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 so dr Catherine, who's a listener of the show and two other ladies uh, a, a fellow trainer and me are on a team so that should be really fun so we have that next week then we'll take a little bit of a break from showing and our regionals are in october and they're actually here at the horse park so oh, that fantastic. should be really fun yeah so it's okay. uh, it's intense three weeks break and then um then we'll be able to go and uh, and, and show again. So busy fall, you know, it just got busy. It was like yeah. chill and then, whoa. So no, how about you guys? Do you guys do a championships this year?
0: No. I mean, the, the shows have been pretty well attended, I think, but a little bit spotty and stuff. So, um, we will like our farm will kind of, and our team will kind of wrap up on the, um, the weekend of the 18th.
1: Okay. Maybe it's a, so a couple, or maybe it's yeah.
0: a tent. So not this week, but next week. Yeah, next week I got to go go show again. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so you know we're working on tests and whatever. We've been doing that for a couple of months. So uh, yeah, I mean, and then that'll that'll be it. And then we'll we'll pack it up and we'll uh, we'll prepare for next year, kind of thing. You know. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll crazy. Some, we'll let them down and we'll do some hacking and and, yeah. and whatever. We'll stop practicing tests and we'll and we'll work on some more uh, training things you know um the horse is doing fourth level will now kind of get start getting introduced doing more changes on the diagonal and and uh, a little bit tighter in the pirouettes and stuff over the winter um and see about how that goes and then possibly be training for the i1 that means um twos and full pirouettes yeah we'll see no big ambitions until we see how it goes that's basically after january see how it's going and then start to make some goals for 2022. So it seems like crazy it. to be talking about that, but we're always looking forward and we're always thinking and, and uh, that that just helps us to guide, guide the horses through a plan and
1: uh, right. continue
0: right. to reevaluate and continue to, to think what we can do. And that's it, That's about it. But by, by the time here we've, we've done a couple of shows, then this last show is not as stressful you know which I just want to work on a couple of things and uh and and see where we're at I mean the horses have been uh really fantastic this year so I mean we have achieved what we need to achieve we just need to the the point of doing another show is just kind of get out there and get more experience and 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 you know like enjoy showing right like once the stress is right. out and you know okay we've been here and yeah. done this you know whatever then we actually can um test the limits of our you know extended canters and you know all that you know really feel comfortable and and push the horse to see you know to see what what kind of marks we we can get and and keep aiming higher of course and uh and that's the plan i
1: love it i love it well we have a great show for everybody so we want to get the party started and uh we really look forward to sharing with you all Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org,
2: your online destination for dressage.
1: Well, tonight we are really honored to have Nick Wagman. He was the traveling alternate on the team that went to Tokyo for the silver medal. Nick, welcome to the show.
3: Hi there. Nice to be here.
1: Well, we're thrilled you're here and tell us, I mean, what does it feel like now that you're back? You know, I know it's, it's gotta be a huge event just to get back and get organized after the Olympic games
3: yeah we were basically gone for two months straight so um it's been a a kind of a process getting back into my normal routine but i am getting there and it feels great and i can now actually think about what i just experienced which was pretty remarkable
0: now i'm sure that you have a a great team that sort of held down the fort at home with with the horses and the riding and 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 just tell us a little bit about that
3: that's for sure i mean none of this is possible uh without a whole team behind you so i have an amazing assistant uh, Christine Unruh, who has really just risen to the occasion and has said, okay, you're going to be gone for two months. So I guess I just take over the, the program. And she has, and it's given me a peace of mind and, and the ability to go travel the world and follow my dreams. So um, between her and really understanding clients and, and amazing owners, um, all this is possible. It's not an easy uh, undertaking, that's for sure.
1: No, it isn't. So, so Nick, tell us a little bit about your journey to the Olympics, and a little bit about your partner, Don John.
3: I'd love to. Um, well, it all started, you know, a year ago, and then COVID hit, and and things got postponed a year, which was which was kind of, um, I think, in everybody's advantage because it gave us a year more to prepare and be stronger and ready to to be prepared for Tokyo. The interesting part about it was is that the rules and the, and the expectations kept changing because COVID kept changing and we didn't know where we were going to be departing from and we didn't know if we we're going to be in Europe for a while. And so it was just a really nerve wracking and exciting and kind of a fly by your seat kind of event. Um, mm-hmm. But it all worked out. And, and Don, John, and, and I, I think really gained a lot of confidence and experience and trust because of the expectations that were put on all of us.
1: So Nick, tell us a little bit more about Donjon. He, I've, I saw you guys in Wellington, and it was beautiful to watch. So tell us a little bit about him as well.
3: Don John is um, a thirteen-year-old Dutch gelding that I've had the pleasure of riding since he was five. His owner, Beverly Gepfer, imported him with the intention of of him becoming an Olympic horse, and and sure enough, he's he's become that. He is truly become. Uh, like a, a, a reliable competition horse and and from a five-year-old that was hot and sensitive and spooky. And, um, I've talked about it before that I, you know, I've had a couple bad spills from him that, um, you know, I have a metal plate in my arm and I broke my back on him and not because he was malicious. He was just very girthy. And it's just amazing to see you come go from that to we're heading to Tokyo and, and on the Olympic team. And it's a real Testament to I think everybody involved, including myself, but also Don John, that, that, that horse that is so, was so sensitive and hot and, and kind of leery of everybody has really learned to become a, a, a traveler and a, and a competitor. It's, it's pretty amazing.
1: So Nick, I got to go back to the injuries. I, I didn't know okay. that about you guys. So tell us, I mean, I think some people have young horses that are really difficult and how did you decide to kind of stick with them? If, if that makes sense, that question.
3: Oh, it absolutely does and and the the first time and both and both accidents happened under the exact same situation, uh just different venues and the first one was was about a week after we had imported him, and um you know I was getting on and and my groom tightened the cinch right as I was getting on, and that was we learned a big mistake, and I went flying through the air, and um that's when i when I had a compression fracture in my back and and, and I, re- I recovered from that and, and of course you're like okay we can explain that we know why that happened we never do that again um, and we go, we have a routine where we don't tighten the girth obviously when I'm on him and and we we walk him or lunge or or trot him before I get on and it's and it works beautifully and then fast forward to uh, probably three years later I was getting ready to go into a CDI at Del Mar Nationals and we must have just let our guard down and I think the cinch was tightened again without anybody being aware and Sure enough, I went flying through the barn aisle and 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 got hurt again. And that time was when my arm got broken. And and it does it rattles you. And and it took me a while to really put that fear behind me um, with a lot of hard work and 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 perseverance. But the truth is, because Don John is one of the most talented horses I've ever had the pleasure of riding, and I, and I'm absolutely in love with him. You you make it work. And and I also realized it had nothing to do with him trying to hurt me, he really was having a, a, a quick response to the girth. And we knew that. And it was just shame on us for, you know, not following protocol every single time I get on him. And that's what we do. And, and knock on wood, we don't have any problems.
0: So I want to ask you a little bit about because you have been on the USEF traveling to Europe team. I don't know exactly what, mm-hmm. how, what to call that. But, you know, how did that prepare you to compete in a major games?
3: Oh, it was a great uh, preparation. Um, it was the Nations Cup. Um, where I was selected to represent the United States in and, and both France and Holland. And uh, that was my first, you know, aside from I had done Young Riders many years ago, but uh, that was my first time really being on a senior U.S. team and getting the feel of traveling with the team and, and having um, a coach and a chef to keep. And, and, uh, and it, was, it was really, really, really good uh, preparation for, for me, for Jose, my groom, who travels with me everywhere, and for Don John. And then that being said, nothing really prepares you for the Olympics because the Olympics just takes on a whole different cachet and a level of, of impressiveness. And, and I don't think anything was going to prepare me for what that was going to feel like. But the, the team aspect was, was really good to have had under my belt a couple of times prior to Tokyo, for sure.
1: Wow. So, so Nick, tell us, what was it like to sort of go to Aachen and then travel to Tokyo? I mean, it, it, tell us all about, because that's the fun part, is the kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had our observation event in the beginning of June, and then we all, all four of us, uh, Adrian, Sabine, Stefan, and myself, were in Wellington, for that stretch of time before we went to Aachen. So we were ready to go. So by the time July 3rd hit, it had been a few weeks since the observation event. So we we were anxious to get going and we got to Aachen. And all of a sudden you start seeing all the other teams and the other famous riders and and all, you, you think, gosh, this is kind of like a mini Olympics in itself. And we got to, you know, watch everybody train and, and and be around all the other, you know, riders and see how they they were preparing. And so I think we all kind of had this feeling like, gosh, we are basically doing the Olympics in Aachen, and then we got to Tokyo and realized, oh, my gosh, it's still above and beyond anything we had uh, anticipated. And it was really fun to see even, you know, Adrian and Stefan, who had experienced the Olympics prior to this, even they still, you know, were under the impression and and, and under the, you know, the, the spell of the Olympic um, uh, venue and stuff when we got there. So the Olympics are just a really cool thing. I, I don't know how else to describe it
0: did you pick up any tips or, or, you know, strategies as far as coping mentally with, you know, possibly having to compete? Maybe not, you know, what, what was that situation like, um, for your preparation?
3: Uh, I, I prepared as if I were going to compete and, um, I think we all, I can only speak for the American writers, but we all had a pretty organized, uh, training schedule and, and, and Debbie McDonald was very, you know, clear about laying out when we were going to work the horses up towards peaking and then, and then making sure we gave them ample rest prior to and after the, the travel. Um, so I was on schedule with everybody else and, and, and was in that mindset of you might have to compete. Um, and, and I don't think you can do it any other way. You have to be ready to do it. And then you're on the flip side. You also have to know that there's a really good chance you won't compete because you are the reserve and you have to be okay with that too. And just be super excited to be, Part of and supporting your your nation's team,
1: yeah, that makes total sense. And I mean, that's it, the pressure. I can't. I mean, how do you mentally prepare for that kind of pressure?
3: That well, that is that has been, I think, a lifelong journey. Um, you know, my 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 show nerves have in the past been my biggest handicap, and I just think by. By pushing through and, and, and finding yourself in, in bigger situations where the pressure is 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 more, you 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 find ways of coping with it. So I, I have to say, going into the observation event, I was feeling pretty darn confident. And and, and I even finished that, that that observation event and and said to my husband, this is the first time I really can can appreciate and be in the moment because I wasn't super nervous. And that and that was a big Turning point for me, and so I kept that uh, mindset going into Aachen and and then and then Tokyo. And I have to say, being in such a structured environment like we were, um, it helped too because I think we were constantly getting new information and thinking about and and preparing for um, the travel. So there wasn't really a lot of time to to dwell on on the nerves. And I and I'm learning that that's a real. The more organized you are and the more strategy you have, the, the, the less Worrisome things become when you actually get to the event, and then I'm and I'm liking this discovery because I know I have more <laughs> teams to ride on in the future.
0: And I think it, I think you know personally for me, it just goes back to having a great team and and you know kind of delegating some responsibilities as far as you know like the travel and you know that 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 you have peace of mind when you surround yourself with people that you trust and that will won't let you down. And that you can you can give them some some of the responsibility. For me, that's that's personally really really good.
3: Hundred percent, absolutely, and 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 it's on all levels. It's because because they're horses, and things and things do go wrong, and shoes fall off, and 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 events. You know, the, 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 even the littlest thing can can throw you for a loop. And if you know you have everybody in place that can hold their own and take care of that specific you know issue, it does. It gives a lot of peace of mind, so that the rider can focus on his task, which is to think about their ride and their horse and how they're going to best prepare for that competition. Yeah, that's amazing. So
1: what happens now, Nick, you're home and and, and what happens post Olympics?
3: So I'm, I'm home and um, Don John is home and, and, you know, he injured himself lightly in Tokyo. And so he's home and recovering and the prognosis is really good. And, you know, he's standing out in, in this corral, looking at me, ride the other horses like, wait a minute Wes, when it's my turn. <laughs> um, so that's that's, Certainly, you know my my biggest goal is with him and um, preparing for either the the World Championships and then certainly you know looking towards another Olympic team on him. He's young enough and, and and fit enough. I think we got one more with him. But in the in the in the in between time, I have two other really special horses coming up. Um, one is uh, Ferrano, who I was shortlisted with, and it was kind of premature for him to be at that. that you know, um, moment in his career, but he did it and, uh, he's going better than ever. So I'm really excited to continue my journey in the Grand Prix arena with him. And then I've got a pre-St. George, I one horse owned by the same owner of Don John, who I will also be bringing out in the CDIs this fall for the first time. So I'm busy. I I've got, I've got yeah. lots of fun, fun projects to work with and work on.
1: I love it. Well, we can't wait to continue to follow you and your career and Don John. And um, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you and a little bit about your sponsors as well?
3: Sure. Um, I'm pretty simple. I'm I'm just Nick Wagman Dressage on Facebook. Um, and my personal page is also just my name. Um, I'm also on Instagram under Nick Wagman. And I am proudly sponsored. I just got sponsorship from Cask Helmets, uh, which I'm honored and thrilled to be a part of because I love them. And I'm also sponsored by custom Saddlery, and they have fit my horses with saddles, um, for years and years and years and dressage sport boots are, are as another, um, sponsor of mine. So with my equipment and my, and my, uh, uh tack fitting, well, I'm good to go. And, uh, I look forward to just the support. I, I do have to say one thing I have the outpouring of support via social media from people that I've never met before. who have just been following my story. You know, it's really, really touching because as a dressage writer, it's such a personal and, and oftentimes a, a solo endeavor. You're out there by yourself a lot of the times. So just that that moral support from everybody meant a lot. So greatly appreciated. Thank you.
1: Oh, we love it. Well, add to our show too, because we were we were cheering you guys on and we're thrilled that you I, were able to come on our show and we look forward to having you again with all future success.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
2: We're the Healthy Critters crew. I'm Tigger. I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen. If you're a horse lover, dog lover, cat lover, llama lover, chicken lover, parrot lover, paw and hooves and feathers lover, Healthy Critters is for you. We have fascinating guests, nutrition tips, information on various critters, and the only talking Pomeranian dog on the radio. Hello, everyone. Join us for our bi-monthly laughter-filled romps on HRN. Brought to you by Biostar U.S.
1: tonight. I am so excited to have these two sisters on. I've actually known them since they were little because I did Young Riders with their mama. So it is so fun to have the commend sisters. We have Lexi and Kylie on the line and they are coming from the North American Youth Championship and they won a junior team gold medal together as sisters. Welcome ladies. Thank Thank you. you for having us. Well, Lexi, we have had you a couple times on the show, so it is so fun to have you back and I just love it. So welcome back and tell us what was Young Riders like? What a week, huh? Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Young Riders
4: and juniors this year NAYC was just amazing. It was both of our first years doing it together and it was just super fun to do it as sisters, to have that. Kind of fun time to ride e- with each other and to like go through a test together and then go to NYC and be part of a team and to really build those friendships with other people in the horse community, which is so fun for us
0: so I have to ask you what is the age gap here?
2: So I am fifteen and I'm seventeen, so I'm two years older
0: okay, so there will be there will be a chance for one of you to be a junior and the other one a young rider pretty soon, right?
2: Yes, pretty soon. Not exactly sure when, but yeah, it might happen.
0: (laughs) Would you prefer to compete against each other in the same division or will it be nice to um, be separate competitors?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. Honestly, I have loved competing with and against Lexi because it's kind of that balance with and against. Um, It's been really fun to just be able to talk to each other about... What we're going to do in this situation in the test, and just knowing that they understand it so well—I
1: love it. I mean, that's so true. I—I I also had the honor of of riding with my sister, and we're still super close. She still helps me with my horses every week. She's here every week, and to have somebody that I trust—and I mean, that's the first person I call. Like when I get off, and she talks to me before she can't come to the show. Like she talks to me as I'm getting ready, and she just knows me so well. So, so. Lexi, I've got to ask, when I competed with my sister, uh, my sister, and she laughed because she's just different. I like everything sort of lined up and perfect. Philip, no comments. And my sister is like the opposite. She likes stuff, like, she likes slight chaos. And we used to like have to draw a line down our tack room and one side was mine and it was perfectly organized. And then the other side was my sister's. Do you guys have any of those weird things together? Oh my gosh. I'm so
4: trying so hard not to laugh right now. That is, (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm so much like you. I am definitely the tidy on time one. And Kylie's, I mean, it's great to be laid back, but sometimes I'm like, okay, come on. We we really got to go. Yeah. So we're like the same person in that area.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. So Lexi, we want to hear about both of your guys' horses, but Lexi, tell us about your horse. So the
4: horse I'm riding, his name is Monty. Well, his full name is Montagny Vonderheide, but his bar name is Monty. Um, We are half leasing him from his owner, Lorene Van Norman. And that has just been a great fit. I started riding him last fall after we sold my children's horse. And it's just been great. This Florida season in Wellington is when we really started getting a tight bond together. And it's just
2: been awesome since.
0: And Kylie, why don't you tell us about your horse?
2: Oh, okay. So my horse's name is Honor. And the fun thing about him is he was actually bred on our farm by my grandma, Linda Smith. So he's been kind of in the family for his whole life. Um, he's a nine-year-old Dutch Warmblood, and has, he, oh my goodness, he's such a character, I love him to death, but he can be kind of ornery sometimes.
1: I love that. I had no idea you guys bred him. That is so cool. Yeah, it's really amazing.
2: It's just special that, like, you know, you know him as he's growing up and you learn all of his
1: quirks. Yeah. And you guys have been so busy this year from Florida to N A Y C to Festival. I saw you guys at festival in person, which was so fun. Um And Lexi, I've got to ask you about, you won um, a very fun award, and I know for your mom too, because you won the Amanda Johnson Pursuit of Excellence Award, and Amanda was a friend of of your mom's, Philip and I, so that means a lot to us, and I know it meant a lot to her. Can you tell us a little bit about that award?
4: Yeah, it was super special just to be there and to earn that award, and to be just part of that whole experience is really, really
1: special. Yeah, I bet. And, I mean that's that was special for us to see. You won that. That was really cool to kind of close that circle for all of us. And and I love it because you guys were just at festival. So uh Lexi tell us how did festival go for you?
4: Festival was it went really well. It's a super fun week. Um I think my favorite part about it honestly was Leaving N A Y C and telling like telling myself that okay, I just got two more weeks until I can see all my horsey friends again. And just being able to catch up with all those people again and just be around horse
2: people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Kylie, how about you? What was festival like for you?
2: Oh man, I mean Festival of Champions is always amazing, just how they put it all on and make it work so well together. It's really neat to be able to see all of the other different divisions from the Grand Prix to all the young horse classes, just seeing the different horses and riders and how everyone's been doing throughout the year. You know, you finally get to see everyone, which is awesome.
1: It is awesome. So, so Kylie, what are you what are you doing with school? I mean, you guys have been so busy and school started in between this. So how did you do that?
2: Yeah, very true. So, actually, school started in the middle of NAYC, so we missed the first week and the third week of school, which was kind of fun, but homework wasn't, but it all worked out okay. We did all our assignments online and submitted them, and our teachers are super understanding about all this, super supportive of us.
1: I love it. So, what year are you now?
2: I'm a senior this year.
1: Yeah, that's tough. So how do you balance sort of riding and horses and school and the whole deal?
2: Yeah. So right now, I mean, school is the priority just because education is so important. But when I'm not in school or studying, I am at the barn riding. I've been able to ride a couple more horses in the barn this year, just like working them when their owners can't get out to the barn or just doing stuff like that, which has improved my riding so much just because it teaches me how to ride different horses and how to change my riding and tweak it to um, better understand the horse under me.
1: I love it. And Lexi, I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you balance school and horses? I don't really know. Honestly,
4: I think school, yes, it's a big priority, but my favorite part of the day is coming home from school and being able to to go down to the barn and see my horse and just be down there with the people and the horses and just have that fun,
1: relaxing time. I love it. Well, you girls, thank you so much for coming on the show and we look forward to following your career and I just love seeing you guys in person. You're just a great family and great kiddos and I'm just a huge supporter of you guys and can't congratulate you enough for your summer. What a cool thing to do as a family. Thank
4: you You so much. much.
0: This nutrition minute is brought to you by Kentucky performance products, the company that simplifies your search for research, proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
5: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Researchers have confirmed that as horses age, they naturally become less sensitive to insulin and more susceptible to health problems caused by too much sugar in the diet. One way to reduce the sugar content in a horse's diet is to replace sugar-laden grains with a high-fat supplement. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It is readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of sugary grains. Equijuul Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. Best of all, Equijuul allows owners to easily replace the calories previously supplied by sugary grains. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijuul. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
1: Well, tonight I am so excited to have a friend of the show, a friend of Philip and I, but also the mom of two incredible junior riders, Jamie Kement on the show. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Well thank you so much for coming on because you and I have ridden together for I, we won't even talk about how long and you know I've seen your babies grow up and and now you're their coach not only of the junior team gold medalists but also Tilly Jones who is a triple bronze medalist at young riders and we wanted to talk about what is it like to coach your kiddos you know
6: it's a lot of fun to coach them Early on, when they were little and starting to ride, I have always had the opinion that I want to be first their mom and second their coach. So they have not had a lot of lessons from me, like my normal clients that ride with me four or five days a week. Um, I've really made the kids kind of work it out on their own. They watch a lot of lessons, they ask a lot of questions, and then they have to go do it on their own, and then I will give them feedback. So it's been a little different with them because I never wanted to hurt our relationship as mother-daughters, becoming the trainer that's telling them that they're doing everything wrong and what to be doing better and kind of becoming that show mom. I've tried really hard not to do that because our relationship is so much more important in our family than what it is and what they do in the show ring.
0: So, you know, we just had a conversation with them and they seem like they're quite different people. Is that, <laughs> um, is that hard, you know, to adopt a different style for each one or do you just help them, you know, give them feedback no, they're, the same? Yeah.
6: They're both really dedicated writers and they both take criticism very well. And if they ever are having a teenager-ish moment, they're called on the carpet very quickly. And <laughs> they mm-hmm. will know that their mom will walk out of the ring and quit helping them if that happens. So they know very well to um, be good students. And they've over the years, they've always seen me be a student too. So they've learned a lot from watching me have all of my lessons and how to interact with a trainer, even when it's your mom.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, um, you know, even with my own mom, I'm like, "Ah, I got it. You know, I've always been like that. So, you know, I think that's a challenging position, you know, as a mom and a coach what would be, I guess, you know, I I saw some wonderful mamas at, at festival this last week, and I could tell they were just, this stress was exuding from them. And they're like, how do you do that? So what would be your best advice to, to parents?
6: I think the best advice to the parents is to really encourage your children. They are doing the best job they can, even if they're not doing a great job out there. And to also encourage their coaches and not to try to step in and be the coach unless they have all of that education behind them. Because I see a lot of parents that become like the show mom that's a sideline trainer and the kids are looking over for mom's or dad's approval versus knowing what they're supposed to be doing from their trainer and it distracts the kids a lot. So, my advice would be just to be the best cheerleader you can be for your kids out there, especially when they make it to NAYC or Festival of Champions. They're some of the best in the country. And just like in any career you have every day of your life, you're not always going to be the best. And sometimes you get to be fantastic on the day that it matters and you get those accolades. And other times it's supposed to be that day you're supposed to be amazing and you crash and burn. And so just to give them the encouragement that you're proud of them and that you're behind them and you support them no matter what they do. I think that's the most important part.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that's awesome. I I know that, um, early on my mom and I, you know, uh, decided that she could not coach me or we didn't want to have that kind of relationship. And, and then, you know, since then she, um, Hired a trainer, or you know, we actually ended up asking a friend to help to help me ride, and that she really had to take a step back and 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 not be involved, and actually had to, you know, let me crash and burn, and and let me make my own mistakes, and 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 try to step back and 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 let me do that, and I think that was a, a really uh, awesome thing because we, you know, at the time we were really kind of at each other's throats or it's just, it was ruining our relationship, like you said. So I think this is a great conversation to have that, you know, even if you, there's a lots of non horse moms out there, but you know, between Reese and I, and you, you know, we, we had horse moms who wanted to support and wanted to prevent the mistakes that they could see happening. And I think that might be tough to just let the mistakes happen and, and be there as a support rather than a you know, someone telling your kid what to do all the time.
6: Yeah, sometimes, and I know because my parents, you know, watch me ride and stuff still too. And sometimes even when you're like a developing rider for the country, you've been to festival, you've won those CDIs, sometimes you still need your mom or dad to tell you that you just look pretty on your horse, you know, (laughs) no matter what age it is, sometimes you just need that encouragement.
1: Yeah. It's true. It's true. You know, my parents were at festival and, and yeah, they, they sat in the tent. They, they cheered. My dad, well, I looked up. My dad is videoing. Like, you know, my dad used to be that bring that huge video camera to the ring, you know, back in the eighties, you know, that thing weighed more than a house. You know, he'd always video. And I kind of looked up and I saw him doing that. And there's something to be said about, even as a as a grown up, having your parents just there and having your back, um, and and all of our parents fierce critics. I'm not going to say that they're not, but you know, knowing that 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 they're there, um, and and knowing when. When to be critical and when not to be critical with your with your child or even grown child. Sometimes I don't want to hear it. I just, like you said, want to be told I looked great and leave me alone. But I think it's an important discussion because uh, you know, in Nebraska, where you guys, you are you're you're an FEI trainer. There's not a lot of options out there. And so in some level, you guys have to to do that. And, and I commend you and you've done such an amazing job with your girls and Tilly Jones and all the girls that you coach and you may coach young men too. I'm not sure, but I've only seen the girls. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to watch. And and just for all those moms out there, keep chucking. It's, it's hard. It's, it's ups and downs and all arounds. And, um, I think for all of us, we can, we can share that. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and how can our listeners find you online if they have some more questions about how to, how to be a coach and mom, mom too. Well, I'm on Facebook
6: and I'm just under my name, Jamie Comment. Um, we also have Providence Farm. Our website is providencefarm.net. Or you can also find Providence Farm on Facebook also.
1: Fantastic. Well, Jamie, thanks so much for your time. And I'm going to cheer your girls on and you as well. Thank you, everyone. Well, Phil, I have really loved my Stability Stirrup Leathers at Festival last week. And I saw a listener and they were so cute because they came up. I was getting off of, I don't remember, one of the boys. And she came up and she goes, oh my gosh, you really use the Stability Stirrup Leathers from Total Saddlefit. And I laughed and I said, of course, Phil and I really, we, we don't endorse any products that we don't love. And I was like, we truly love these products. We love these startups." And she just laughed. It was really funny.
0: Well, I, I don't know what makes people think that we're, we're dishonest about these things. <laughs> I mean, Total Saddle Fit has been such a, a great sponsor of our show. And we we got to try out the products. We we do that all the time, you know, before we agree to to have a sponsor on the show, we try out the products. We test them out and uh, and we make sure they work and we make sure that they're they're durable and that it would be something that we would buy because we we want to be honest about our recommendations. So you know, people don't don't be surprised if you if you see us riding (laughs) at a show or or a clinic or something like that and and you know and we've got the we've got the GERS, we got the Total saddle fits to build these stirrup leathers and, and all the products and we use them on every day on all the horses. So
1: yeah, they're great. So we hope you enjoy them. Check them out at totalsaddlefit.com. Uh we think you'll really enjoy the products.
0: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com.
1: Well, we're very excited that Nick Wagman, the traveling alternate for the U.S. silver medal-winning team in Tokyo, stayed on for this evening's total saddle fit tip of the week. Nick, welcome back.
3: Hi there. Hi there.
1: Well, you have a great tip for us, so I'm going to let you go with it.
3: So the the theme of the of the week has been the function of the outside rain and what it means to really have your horse be on the outside rain, but not stuck on the outside rain. And so that's something that I. You know, just by observing all the top riders and and talking and on my travels, you know, you really see that the horses are supple both ways, even if they're have a specific outside rein. And so, I've been focusing on that in my own riding and passing that along to my
0: students. So maybe, maybe just you could describe to us what it feels like when the horse is supple on the outside rein, and when the horse is stuck on the outside rein. You know, what's the difference there? As best as you can describe it.
3: Sure, sure. I think I think in its simplest form, if you imagine kind of doing a a leg yield away from the long side across the arena your horse would be bent away from the direction he's moving but that that rein that that outside rein is the is the rein that he's bending away from and as the horse progresses what you want to be able to do is of course not only bend him on the outside rein but also follow on the outside rein without him dropping the contact and ultimately bring his neck to the new direction which would be the half pass. And so it's that idea of even though the outside rein is supposed to be the balancing and supporting rein, we all know that it can also get locked sometimes. And many times the horses just kind of get that rigid set neck and, and you lose the mobility of the frame and the really top riders, their horses are just ready to follow the rider's hands left or right, regardless of which direction they're going. And so I think that's just a really advanced but important, uh, you know, skill to, to learn in your riding.
1: Well, I love that too, because sometimes I'll I'll hear someone describe the outside rain as a wall. And mm-hmm. I think that's a tricky visual because a wall to me means you can't penetrate it, right? You can't move through it. It doesn't move. It is what it is. And I mm-hmm. think this description is so much better, wouldn't you say? Because it's not an outside rain. It's not a wall. Sorry, it's not a solid thing, correct?
3: Correct, correct. I, what I always tell my students is, imagine you have a sponge in your outside rein in your outside hand and you want to squeeze the water out of that sponge and when you squeeze the water out of that sponge on your outside rein the horse should yield to it whether you whether you're asking the horse to go sideways away from it or simply to compress in more advanced collection but it, you, like you said it, it if it's a wall where if you like if if someone were to cut the rein off the horse would just fall down or fall through it then no, then, then you're just holding the horse up. We want to teach the horse to stand up and, 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 and carry himself and be malleable on that outside rein, even though the outside rein is, like we said, the, the, the supportive and the, and the balancing dominant rein all, at all times. But, it's, but you, you said it very well. It's got to be a, a giving rein. It's got to be a, a malleable, supportive, a, a supple rein
0: yeah i think you you also just there were talking about another important aspect of the outside rein and it's a compression rein as well so if Mm -hmm. your horse gets his mouth or his neck locked on it you can't change the frame to bring them towards more more of a collected balance a a collected frame or just a a more uphill frame you know then the horse is not supple through his body anymore and, and you can't make good transition, you know, at the beginning, you, you ask the horse to make good transitions on the outside rein, you know, to come back to you from trot to walk, for instance, in a, in in a basic way. But if the horse is stuck against it and you you know, you guys are just holding against each other, you can't achieve that compression, whether it's at the beginning, you know, uh, of the training, you know, just a little bit or later where Mm -hmm. you have to set the horse up for you know, some of these advanced movements. And I think the one I think of the most is is kind of the pirouette, right? You're, you have to drive to the outside rein, but, you know, right before the pirouette starts, the horse has to be compressible to be able to come back and then, and turn at the same time. I think it's really uh, a difficult thing if, if, if the horse is not uh, giving, you know, forgiving and, and giving on that outside rein.
3: Correct. Correct. And, and we could go on for hours, but you said something that triggered it. You're right. You, you have to drive with your inside leg to the outside rein, but the balance is not forgetting what the function of the outside leg is as well. And I think that's, that's another aspect of what I'm working on with my students is saying your inside leg is inevitably going to be on. Try moving the horse more away from the outside leg and supple the outside rein so that, so that you teach the horse not to just Lean on with his outside shoulder on the on the rein as well. So it's just it's that nuance of inside leg to outside rein. But remembering, don't override with your inside leg and don't override with the outside rein to the point where where they're locked between the two. You've got to keep all the communication open and alive at all times. Well,
1: Nick, this is awesome. Truly, we could go on for two hours on this conversation. This would be a know, great. great bottle of wine conversation by the fire for sure. But I uh, thank you so much for coming on. This is a great topic. And how can our listeners find you online if they have any more questions?
3: Um, I think the best way is to, is to go on to Nick Wagman Dressage, uh, the Facebook page, and and shoot me a, a message there. And I'm, I'm pretty darn good at responding to everybody. So that's the best way to do it.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Nick. We look forward to having you back on in the future. My pleasure. Well, Phil, we wanted to remind everyone of our book club of the month, which is Charlotte de Jardin, the girl with the dancing horse. It's great. I read it this summer and highly recommend it. Um, and it, it was, I read it actually during the Olympics. So it was super fun to be reading and, and knowing a little bit more about Charlotte's life and then seeing her get the bronze medal on pumpkin. It was awesome. So we highly recommend this book.
0: Yeah, it's fun to get a little bit of uh, history and behind the scenes and to know where Charlotte was, is coming from. And, you know, and it's entertaining. You know, there's, there's all kinds of funny stories in there. And, uh, and so I think, yeah, everybody who enjoys dressage and, and watches Charlotte at the Olympics would uh, would enjoy this book.
1: Yeah. So again, we love our book club of the month. It's been super popular and we hope everybody enjoys it. And as always, please keep the email and Facebook shout outs coming. Tell us about how your fall shows are going or maybe not going so well as you, as you heard that happens too. Sometimes it just doesn't always go uh, the best way. And sometimes that's the best thing to talk about. So you can explain it to other people as well. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit www.usdf.org for more information. That's usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com.
0: I think the best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
1: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week.